podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Cricket Badger Podcast IPL Daily in association with Moonrise Cricket Indian Premier League 2020 13th edition every day every game every spill every fill every triumph all the way to the IPL trophy Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast and my word, what a game that just what that was that we just saw even. I can't even get my words out. I'm that excited about it. Kings 11 Punjab, 223 for two. They were home and hose with that total. But Rajasthan Royals, 226 for six, getting home in the final over. It's the highest chase in IPL history. What a game and plenty of talking points as well. We will get around at some stage to previewing tomorrow's game as well. But before we do that, we've got to talk about the game in Sharjah today. I'm joined by Samson Peter and Anand Beaker. Anand, we'll start with you. Well, where do we start? That was just incredible, wasn't it? What a game, James. I was watching it with a bunch of friends and family. nobody was sitting <laughs> we were just on the edges of our couches because we thought pretty much this game is over and then rahul tewatia who basically fooled all of us right so he was eight runs of 19 balls in a chase of 223 and we were thinking all right game's going to be over let's wrap it up finish up lunch or what not and look at what he's done yeah Absolutely, fifty-three of thirty-one. What six or seven sixes? Yeah, inc- unbelievable. Well, James. the last few balls of that innings, I'll read them out to you. We went four, four, six, 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 dot six. Then the wicket fell. It looked like it might twist back. Then Jofra Archer comes in six, six, one, six, wicket dot wicket. And at that stage, it looked like we might even be heading towards a super over because Kings Eleven Punjab were starting to turn the screw until Tom Curran came out and hit a boundary from his first ball. But as you say, Tuatia, at one stage, the commentators were saying, "Get the lad off there! It's embarrassing. We feel sorry for him. What have they sent him in for?" He's described it as the worst twenty minutes of his uh, cricketing life at the start of that innings, and it's turned into probably the best night of his uh, of his entire life. Sam, where, where where are you sitting on this one? That that was exciting, wasn't it? It was incredible. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. You know, the two twenty foot target. I thought I never thought it was achievable. I mean, I didn't have, I didn't know that Rajasthan would have such firepower. Maybe Josh Butler and Sanju Samson can take it all the way, but but not Rahul Tewati. I mean, the initial he was at eight ball. I mean, eighteen ball, eight runs. I I just thought this guy didn't have enough power to just hit the boundary. It was a small boundary, but still. I was just like, oh, this guy is going to embarrass himself. And by the way, he went about Sheldon Cottrell, and Sheldon Cottrell is a world-class bowler. And yeah. the way he hit five sixes off him, and that is some, that is some playing. I, that is unbelievable. And I don't think it will never happen again. That was some unbelievable hitting. Eighty-six. They scored off the last five overs of that Sam. That is just ridiculous, isn't it? And, and uh, it was just raining sixes in Sharjah. They they went from being down and out in that game to getting across the line with. Three balls to spare. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Like I say, the biggest total chased down in IPL history. That is some going, isn't it? Definitely is. I mean, uh, you know, Rahul Tewatia is not even uh, played that much international cricket, and the way he went about his game in the last in the Sheldon Cotter over that was that was amazing. That was really classy to watch. Uh, someone who's not even a batsman to to hit sixes like that. That's, um, that's unbelievable. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they sent him in, Anand, um, for a little bit of a cameo, didn't they? They wanted him to go in there for about 10 balls, hit a few boundaries and try and get them back up with the chase. And at one stage, it looked like it would be the worst mistake they'd ever made and it ended up being a, a stroke of inspiration. 27 years old, he won't have experienced anything like that in his life before, will he? Absolutely not. Uh, you would think about it. He went from being the biggest scapegoat for the for losing the match to being <laughs> the biggest hero they can have. I mean, obviously, Samson and Smith set it up, but who would have thunk it? Rahul Tavatia has actually turned everything around and got them a win. But there is one point to this. Cottrell and Shami did not really cover themselves in glory over those last two overs. No. Cottrell had a chance to change things up, maybe bowl something short, maybe bowl a slower one. It felt like everything was either in the slot or he was trying to aim for a Yorker. So not the greatest execution there, but man, kudos to the little man, Rahul Tevadia, amazing, amazingly done. And we can't forget though, Kings Eleven they played their part in that game. And KL Rahul with 69 and uh, Mayank Argawal with 106. That was incredible hitting from them at the start of it. It looked at one stage like it was going to be one-way traffic throughout the entire game. Sanju Sampson, though, we can't forget him either. He ended up being man of the match for his 85 too. Some really incredible batting in this game tonight. You know, I, I was thinking during the start of that, you know, this isn't exactly cricket. This was almost like the home run derby that we have out in the US or this was like golf. Everybody was just teeing off, but just some incredible hitting. And also for some of them, like Samson, Rahul, and as well as Agarwal, all three of them were not slogging blindly. I mean, they had some beautiful shots. So just just an amazing display of batsmanship there. There's one thing I want to talk about, though, before we move on to tomorrow's game, and that's that Nicholas Poran piece of fielding. Obviously, within the rules, what he did was incredible, diving across the boundary, catching the ball and throwing it back. But there's got to be a stage where that's a six, because that cleared the rope by some margin. He was almost, his entire body was over the rope when he actually caught that ball. There's got to be a stage where that becomes a boundary because I know it was incredible athleticism, but it almost becomes a bit of a circus act. Yeah, We're going to end up having three boundary fielders standing on each of the shoulders catching something that is going to land in, in row Z, aren't we, at, at some stage? Yeah, I don't see that as being part of the game, really, for me. I think Nicholas Poor, and fair play to him, what he did tonight was in the rules and it was fantastic athleticism. But I don't know what you feel, Sam, but I, it, should that be a six or should that be a, a fantastic piece of fielding? I think it should be a six, James. I mean, I did look at, I mean, I was just looking at it. I mean, the ball was almost out of the rope and he, his, even his body was almost out of the rope and, you know, giving giving it a, uh, giving it, not giving it a six and I think something that uh, ICC should really look at and uh, I think it, anyone who hits it over the rope should should definitely be given a, a six. Uh, but Nicholas Puran, kudos to him. I mean, that, that was some really good save. What do you think, Anand? Well, if I could, yeah, interject, I'm actually on the other side of this. For cricket, you want to see these incredible acts of athleticism. What Puran did there was he went Superman. I mean, growing up, Jaunty Rhodes was a big deal in Mumbai. Everybody wanted to feel like Jaunty. Look at how Puran has done this. He has stood inside the boundary line, but really leaped over, pretty much reached out and pulled the ball back inside without touching the ground. I think this is amazing. This needs to be featured. I think it's not a six. And this fair play to Puran for doing that because not everybody can do that. Also, it raises the profile of cricket. So I think this is just amazing and it should stay as it is. We're all we're all in disagreement. That's what sport's all about. That's the, the fantastic thing about it. To me, that should have been a six. I, I don't know where the cutoff comes because I, I do I do love the boundary fielding and I love the um, stepping out and stepping back 
in again and all that kind of stuff. But there comes a point where it gets a little bit silly. And that, that to me, was getting on the verge of silly tonight. It was fantastic from Nicholas Poor, and don't get me wrong, he did everything right in that situation because the rules are what they are at the moment. But I think there needs to be something that just stops it. I mean, you're going to get somebody in the end wearing springs in the feet and, and bouncing up to row P in the stands and knocking it back in play, aren't you? There's, there's got to be some kind of cut-off um, at some stage in, in that for me. Moonrise is a sports engagement website to allow sports fans to learn from the very best. Get a personal video message recorded for a fan's special occasion. Have a professional cricketer as your next coach by getting video feedback or having a 30-minute conversation with some of the world's best players. Players such as Jimmy Neesham, Colin Munro, Tammy Beaumont, Danny Wyatt, Monty Panasar. Visit MoonriseSports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket, let's play. Let's move on to tomorrow's game. It's hard to leave Kings Eleven against Rajasthan Royals behind really because that's just been so entertaining today. It's unreal. But you've got your teams, guys, in the... Uh, in the game tomorrow, RCB taking on the Mumbai Indians. And Sam, you're our RCB man. I've described them in the last couple of days on the podcast as being capable of absolute brilliance, but also capable of being utterly rubbish. They were superb, I thought, in the first game. I thought Virat Kohli captained the side brilliantly. And then in the second game, we saw the worst of RCB and they got soundly thrashed. What are we going to see tomorrow, Sam? It's just a bad in the office, James. I mean, you were right at, at the point where uh, whatever they did in the first game, correct, and they did everything the same. This got completely opposite in the second game. Uh, opening part, there was no opening partnership. Uh, there was no stability in the middle order, and bowling was pathetic. I mean, you rightly pointed that. I mean, it's just one one bad game, and I think uh, RCB should really make a lot of changes in in their current squad. They'll figure that out, and if they find their winning winning balance, and I think. They'll do that tomorrow. They'll find that winning balance and they're just going to come in. They're just going to express themselves. And I think we'll get to see a lot of changes. I am expecting a lot of changes uh, because Dubai, I I think they should even go with Moin Ali and, you know, uh, not rely on Dale Stein. But, but I think they're going to come back. It's going to be... Uh, it's gonna, everyone's going to uh, express themselves and it's, it's going to be a good game tomorrow. The problem with RCB, the reason from my point of view that they've never actually lifted the trophy in the 12 previous years is that they are just prone to this inconsistency. They can be hot, they can be very, very cold indeed. And what Virat Kohli and co have got to do in the RCB camp this time around, because if you look down their squad, they've got a very... Yeah, you know, I think a very good squad. Um, I still think they can make the playoffs. So, uh, um, I still think they could even lift the trophy if things go right for them. But they've got to guard against these really bad days, haven't they? They've got to try and get some kind of consistency throughout the rest of this tournament. And, and hopefully, from their point of view, Sam, they look back at their last game and it's a blip rather than a trend. Um, yep, I mean, it, it was it was definitely a bad game. And yeah, they haven't found that kind of uh, winning combination even with the bowling. I mean, it was it, it was a, it was a terrible plan. They're not getting wickets in the right time. And even in the power play, they're not able to get as many wickets uh, they should generally do. Uh, even the death overs and going going with Dubey, and that was it was a little bit uh, bad captaincy, I can say. He should have gone with Umesh Shadav even. You know, he can give a lot of runs, but he is kind of experienced. And we should, should not really uh, make such mistakes and we should stick to experience, and I think that will pay them off well in the upcoming game against Mumbai Indians. Has Dale Stain, have we seen the best of Dale Stain? Because he's not been fantastic in the first two games, hasn't he? He's been quite expensive. 
Uh, yeah, but I mean, I can, I can agree and disagree with that because, you know, he did give uh, Virat Kohli a chance to get KL Rahul out, but Virat dropped the catch. And I think that, that would have given Dale Stein the much-needed momentum to, to get that confidence in his game. And he hasn't played cricket for a long time and there, there could always be a question uh, on his form and even he would be questioning himself. And, you know, if, if, if Virat did take that catch and the last over, if he comes in, uh, if he if, if given away less runs, and that, that could have bought his confidence back and would have got to see the old old Dale Stein back and I think he deserves he deserves another chance in the squad and if he if he does manage to get that momentum going and I think he could be a match winner for Royal Salad. Anand, Mumbai Indians obviously lost to CSK in their their opening game and bounced back in their second match. Which Mumbai Indians are we gonna see? Was that just Rust in that first game against CSK and they get they're now back on track? I'm gonna bet that it was Rust in the first game. They looked like a well-oiled machine in the second game. Everybody was firing on all cylinders. The fielding was good. The bowling was good. The batting was good. Uh, more importantly, Rohit got in a great hit in as well. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think that the Mumbai Indians are really set for success. They have a great squad and they should leave everything as is, go in with the same squad and never change that winning combination and go and get this game. No surprise, really. If you look back at the head-to-heads between these two sides, Mumbai Indians come out well on top in the 27 previous matches, leading 18-9. How much does that actually play a part, do you think, in when we look at this tournament? Because, as you know, that, that last game that Mumbai played, that was their first win in the UAE. So does history actually mean anything when you come to these IPL matches? So I'd, I'm not quite sure that history is really going to matter here. We're playing in a different country. The grounds are different. I think, you know, Every IPL really starts off as being a brand new season. And I don't know that, you know, momentum or history matters as much, uh, especially this year, because we're playing in Dubai. Sam, when you think about the 18-9-27 games before, which uh, RCB haven't really covered themselves in glory against Mumbai in the past, where do you stand on that? Does history matter? Do you see that as being a um, RCB coming in with no confidence because of what's gone before? Or do you think this is just a new, a new tournament? Everybody starts from scratch almost. Yes, yes, I think this year they've, they've got into the IPL with a lot of confidence, I can say. And yeah, Mumbai Indians, uh, they're just a perfect team. They're too good to be a perfect team. I mean, they just make sure they get the combination right in the auction itself. They they win the tournament in the auction itself. And that's how good they are. They have a very good think tank in their team. And they're definitely a good a good team that we're going to be facing. But yeah, RCB, I mean, they've, they've not done well with Mumbai Indians in the past. You know, Rohit Sharma is a brilliant mind and he knows he has all the tricks in how to get these batsmen uh, troubling. But yeah, RCB, they've won a lot of confidence. We saw that in the first match. It was just a bad game in, uh, in the, the previous game. I, I think they'll definitely do well against Mumbai Indians. And I don't think it should be any problem to Virat Kohli to get back into the form because he's a brilliant batsman. If he gets going and we saw what happened in 2016, right? If he gets going, and I think he's going to dominate the entire tournament. We, we saw Dev Dup Panikul do well in the first game. We saw A.B. De Villiers um, score some runs as well in the tournament so far. But we yet to see Virat uh, getting any runs for RCB. I think he's had 14-1 and one so far in the two innings he's had. How important is it for RCB that they get Virat Kohli scoring lots of runs? Because surely that then impacts on his captaincy and it makes the whole squad a more positive place if Virat's firing on all cylinders. Definitely, Virat Kohli is, is like the backbone of uh, you know Royal Challengers batting lineup, and uh, not not just Virat Kohli. I would also like to point out Aaron Finch. Even I, I think even he's a brilliant player. Even he has to get back in form. He played brilliantly uh, in England, and again he should come back as well. I think Virat Kohli he just needs a little bit of momentum to get going. 
and um, i think it's it's going to be good to watch a lot of uh, i mean watch bumrah and uh, uh, trenball bowl at him and if he, if he if he does well against them he's going to gain his confidence back and he's going to get his form back and we've seen that you know virat kohli is, is a comeback man to two bad games he'll definitely come back and uh, yep we we're, we're going to get to see uh, virat kohli uh, going on all guns of glory tomorrow and and it was good that rohit sharma <laughs> got a few runs in his last game as well because in the same way you need your captain firing, don't you? I mean, we've seen Steve Smith getting runs for um, Rajasthan. If your captain's scoring a few runs, then he can con- he can captain with a little bit more confidence and self-assuredness, can't he? Because he's feeling a bit more part of the team. He's feeling like he's contributing elsewhere. Absolutely. I think it all flows down to the entire game. And Rohit, similar to Kohli, sometimes, you know, takes a little time to get going. But once he gets going, you know, watch out out in the stands. Obviously, there's nobody out there, but maybe you watch out in the car park because Rohit can really get going. And you saw some of that in the last match. So it's critical that he got some runs in. And, you know, this this really helps the overall composition of the team because if Rohit is the anchor and he gets going, he can eventually blast off and the team can play around him. I asked the guys last night to tell me how they've seen the first weaken a little bit has it changed their expectations on who they see is going through to win this tournament and um it was quite interesting actually we all came up with different a different last four start with you anand um, before we finish today's show how do you see the the playoffs now and is it different to how you maybe saw it pre-tournament there are a couple of changes and i'm I really was thinking before the tournament that mumbai csk rcb and delhi capitals will make it out there CSK is a very experienced team, and I think they'll fight back. But I do have my doubts about them. And that's where I think KKR might be able to slot in. So the Kolkata Knight Riders might be possibly uh, make it to the playoffs. And the team that I think is might have a shot at the playoffs also is the Kings 11 Punjab. Now, they're 1-2 and two right now. They really should be 3-0. and oh. They should have won all yep. three matches. So I'm curious how they will go. Uh, so I think, at least for right now, the only team that I think might fall out of the playoffs is CSK. But we'll see how... Kings 11 go because they certainly seem to have a squad that can do a lot of damage they just haven't put it all together yeah my four last night Anand were Mumbai Indians um, which you'll be pleased about um, Delhi Capitals Kings 11 Punjab and RCB which uh, Sam will be pleased about Sam same question for you um, who would you see making the playoffs now after we've seen a week in a bit of this IPL yeah, but to be honest, I didn't really expect Rajasthan Royals to win the game against CSK and Punjab. I mean, that is some that is some uh, serious stuff that's happening here. But I but I do expect uh, you know Mumbai Indians, and I don't think Chennai. Before I thought maybe Chennai will be in the playoffs, but they're, they're completely low on confidence, and their team composition is not up to the mark. And I don't think they'll be. I'm just gonna change that, and I think it's gonna be a Mumbai Punjab uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore. And maybe Sunrisers might even uh, get a comeback. And I think I'll go with uh, Sunrisers as well. It's a really open IPL this time, isn't it? This 2020 edition, we've waited so long for it. But really, any one of the eight franchises out there in the UAE could win this tournament. And that's what makes this particularly special because I think all the way through the group stage it's going to be nip and tuck we'll see teams going on maybe little runs of two or three games and then another team fighting back and it could be anybody any one of the eight captains that lifts that trophy come November the 10th Anand and Sam thanks as always for joining me on today's podcast it's been a pleasure to talk to you thank you so much James and thank you Anand thanks James it's always a pleasure to talk to you and Sam's a great show as well and thanks everybody for listening. It's been a, what a cracking day and what a cracking game we have seen today. This IPL just is a gift that keeps on giving. And so is the Cricket Badger Daily IPL podcast. We keep on giving you it every single day throughout the tournament. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. We'll see you then.
Thanks for listening. Join us every day throughout IPL 2020. Follow us on Twitter at cricket underscore badger. Join in the fun. We'll see you again tomorrow. Podcast Network.